So welcome to the podcast, She Who Believes. I am your host, Vivian Bell, and I am indeed She Who Believes. Well, this week's podcast title is The Shaking. Now, I'm sure some of you have actually jumped on because you feel like your life is being shaken up, right? You feel like all of these things are moving around you, um, and I know exactly what that feels like. Um, It's funny because about a week ago, I had someone pray for me and that person started saying, oh Lord, be her strength in this shifting in her life. Um, That my eyes would stay set on him while things shifted and they kept speaking about a shift. They didn't know any of the things that were happening or going on around me. They just was tapped in. And so they began to pray for this shift in my life, right? So I recall their prayer because it was words that was needed to regulate my mindset. Um, because I knew that God's hand was in and I knew what God had told me he would be doing. But that's a whole different thing when you start feeling the winds and and the waves tossing, right? Ask Peter, when he got out of the boat, his eyes were set on Jesus. And then, you know, the water started moving, the winds blowing, the storm is like trying to shake him up. And so often we can quickly judge him and say, oh, well, he had little faith. No, his faith was huge because he got out of the boat. He was like, Jesus called me to you and I'm going to get out here on your word. And he did that thing. So his faith was great. He just had a moment where that shaking was taking place, right? So, um, and uh, not that God will is the one who causes chaos in our lives, but um, there are times when it, it, there is, it feels like it's total chaos. I've had that over the last several weeks feeling like it's chaos. But the beautiful thing about God is that his peace has remained. His peace is real, it's sure. It is amazing. And I know that at the perfect timing, his timing, the exact timing, he's gonna speak to the storm and say, peace be still. But when I tell you, he has already spoken peace over my life. I am walking in his peace. I'm not saying that I'm going through this thing perfectly and that I'm like excited about all of the different talk, the, the turns and things of that sort. But what I know is that God is faithful. And he is so amazing. So there's four things that God told me. Um, he, was, he was talking to me about shifting and transition. Um, and so four things he told me happens when things are shaken. And so uh, the first thing out of those four things is transition takes place. Then there is awareness. There is revelation. And then it strengthens your core. So for me, this is, um, it is. <laughs> It's been huge because like I when I tell y'all that like I have seen some crazy stuff over the last couple weeks. Um, but they were things that sometimes we ignore. They are things that sometimes we just say, I'm gonna give this person the benefit of the doubt. Um, but God is like, no, I'm gonna need to shake this because you need to see what's unshakable and you need to see what's shakable. You need to let go of some things and some people that are not meant to go with you. And that now I want to preface that you don't have to be mean or nasty to people or anything like that. You don't even have to announce that you can't go with me. You just let God do that shift and you let God do that particular thing. Doesn't mean you don't love them. Doesn't mean you stop praying for them. It's that you you finally accept and acknowledge um, that, hey, this, this relationship doesn't work for me. It's not... I gave you too much access to me. I let you in too close to me when you are in my number two circle. So Jesus is the core. I'm in the one circle. And then you're in two when you should be like an eight, nine or 10. That mean I don't love you. Don't mean I'll hug you and tell you I love you when I see you and genuinely mean that thing. It just means that you are not supposed to be in that circle. So some adjustments have to take place, right? Um, Sometimes things shake up and we are so busy looking for the familiar, looking for it to go back to the way that it was. But the reality is is that if the shaking doesn't take place, you're going to miss the the, the transition. You're going to miss 
um, you will still be holding on to the old one. God says, I'm doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? Like that thing really blessed me because, you know, we read that scripture and you're like, oh yeah, I perceive God. I want to always perceive God. And you might know God's moving, but do you have a full, full perception? Can you fully perceive what he's doing? And in that scripture, it's no, it, I don't see it as like him downing the person or downing us when he says, hey, don't you perceive it? Come on, pay attention. This is something new. Like you shake, like you see the stuff shaking, but there, there's newness here, right? So I'm going to share with you guys the definitions of transition, awareness, revelation, and strength. So transition is the process of a period or period of changing from one state or condition to another. Again, a shifting, a moving, um, a, a process. I mean, as you walk through, it means you're walking through a process. And sometimes processes, for me, the, some of the processes have been boundaries and being able to um, hold up boundaries within certain relationships and be okay with the snarky remarks or the slide comments or the really pettiness or petty words that have come because of choosing to have boundaries because boundaries, healthy boundaries, good boundaries are not about control. They're not about kicking people out of your life. It is about being holy you and making sure you are being who you're supposed to be, being where you're supposed to be, doing what you're supposed to be doing. So that means I have to have boundaries. I need to be able to say no when I need to say no so that I can say yes when God is telling me to say yes. But if I'm busy taking all the yeses, instead of saying no, I'm missing that that yes that I've probably been waiting for, that God's been talking to me about, that I've been praying about, but I'll mess around and miss that yes because I'm busy telling someone else yes when I should have told them no. No is a healthy word. No is uh, something that is powerful for a person who knows who they are and knows that, hey, this is, knows what their purpose is and what God is calling them to do. Now, um, sometimes you might feel like, well, how do I, well, I don't know who I am. Well, ask God. He'll reveal it to you. I promise you he will. I believe I've shared this with you guys before that it was years ago. I was in my 20s, a married young lady with two kids, and I was working this job actually in a horrible marriage. And I remember being the, locking myself in the bathroom because my then spouse was outside of the bathroom trying to fight me and argue with me and screaming. And he's speaking all these uh, degrading things to me through the door. And I sat in the closet inside my bathroom and I cried and I said, God, please just tell me what my purpose is because I know there has to be more than this for my life. I just, I, I just gotta believe you want more for me. And the very next day, one of my coworkers came in and she literally threw the door open. It was crazy. And she said, if you have ever, she didn't say good morning. She didn't say anything. She just said, if you have ever wondered what your purpose is in life, it is to encourage other people. And she turned around and walked away. I was so broken. I couldn't even receive it at that time. But that was because I had so many things and so many relationships in my life that were taking from me, that were degrading me, that were tearing me down, whose words were heavier than the words that God had given me. And if I had just started to say no to certain things and set up some better boundaries and instill those boundaries and hold fast to that wall of boundaries, regardless of how a person responded, their snide remarks, their pettiness, their insults. And see, all of these things come when you are in unhealthy relationships and you're instilling healthy boundaries, right? Um, and I know I keep talking about boundaries over the last um, month or so, but um, trust me, boundaries are important. Even God has boundaries. He gives us sea boundaries by producing land and beaches and putting sand there and say, no further can you come. So God has boundaries. He has boundaries for us and in in his, um, the things that he calls us to do as his children do in salvation and all of those things, they're boundaries, right? So um, anyway, if we are not upholding boundaries, we will miss some transitions, some things that 
God wants to happen and take place in our lives. So shaking produces a transition. It, it, it will let you see like where you are and where God is taking you and all those things. If you will just, you know, hold fast and, and trust that this moving, because sometimes it's like, I'm losing everything. I'm losing everything. Like everything's falling off. But the reality is, is that you're being elevated. And I, so I know that word can be twisted sometimes in church and those who use religion to manipulate people can use that word or we want to be elevated or some people get arrogant in their spiritual gifts and they feel like they're elevated above others. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is when a shaking is taking place, keep your perspective, like ask God to help you view this from his perspective, because if we're not careful, we'll get upset or frustrated or be trying to hold on to the place, but really if we let go and just stand still, like on his word, keep trusting in his promises, yeah, things are moving, but you will be unshakable because you're standing and you're rooted and grounded in his word and his promises. So that transitions to elevate you to another level, um, whatever that is or looks like for you in your life, it could be. Um, and again, that, that word can be uh, subjective. Um, but again, it, it, the transition is taking place. Awareness, um, the knowledge or perception of a situation or fact, right? Um, so being made aware, like literally in this season, like I've been made aware of people's intentions towards me, their thoughts towards me, um, which honestly has been a challenge. Like I love people. I love loving on people, but I'm also human. So sometimes when people betray you or they reveal things to you about what they really think about you, it can be like, whoa. Um, I had two experiences and I know that sometimes people have literally no intention of telling me what they actually feel about me or about a situation, but God will make them, the Holy Spirit will make them. I had a particular person just like imply that they were not going to do anything else for me. The reality was I had never asked them to do anything from the beginning. Um, they volunteered. And so, um, and which, I, which uh, I'll just be honest, at times I've struggled with allowing people to do things for me because of people at times they will say, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, I'm committed, I love you, I got you. And then they will get an attitude and get mad with you about c keeping their commitment. Although I've learned that that has less to do with me and them being able to be people who are people of integrity that keep their commitment. And sometimes keeping a commitment is strange for people because it's not really a part of their character, but they're growing into that. And so we have to ask for discernment to be able to know when to show grace and when to just say, hey, I accept that this is who you are. I'm going to still love you, but I, I know who you are. So um, it's just those kind of things. So God has made me aware of those kind of things. He's made me aware even more that he is with me. He's also made me aware of what he's put on the inside of me and how much I need to value what he's given me, what he's called me to do, and how I need to always be aware of my own heart and my own intentions. Because again, people can easily get to a place where we can let our flesh step in. So awareness, he's given me, uh, he's, he's given revelation about transition and about awareness. And then our third word, which is revelation. Uh, it's, the, it's the definition, there's two. It says surprising and previously unknown facts, especially one that is made known in, in a dramatic way or the divine or supernatural disclosure to humans of something relating to human existence. Um, Similar words for a revelation is disclosure, divulgence, declaration, and utterance. And all of those kind of just blew me away um, because they, they speak to certain things that God has been speaking to me and downloading to me. Um, but God has also spoke to me about revealing. So um, the, the difference between exposure and revealing. 
So God doesn't show us things to expose people to be like, hey, go expose this person or, or to be like, hey, I want to expose all your faults and all of that. That's not the heart that God has. But he will reveal to us our character and the character of others. But more than anything, he always wants to reveal to us his character. And I, I was um, listening to a pastor this weekend. Uh, my children and I went and visited um, uh, Jesus kind of needed a change of scene. Um, and so we visited and this pastor, they were the guest speaker and he talked about filtering uh, God's promises through his character, not through your trauma, but through his character. And that just, not that I didn't know that, but it just kind of blessed me. It just blew me away. And um, it just, it was amazing for me. Um, so uh, revelation, God reveals himself to us in the shaking. He reveals to us more of our purpose. Um, he just continues to unwrap um, things. And he says that he will show us great and mighty things that we do not know. He'll reveal things to us. If we ask of him, if we ask wisdom from him, if we ask him of understanding, um, he said, has said, said that he will give us all these things liberally. He means, hey, I'm going to give you full understanding. And he's promised to just reveal secrets to us. So um, ask God to reveal things. And again, the shaking will do that. It's going to bring transition, bring awareness, bring revelation, and then it will strengthen your core. Now, for those, I, I would like to say for those of us, because I have been consistent in my exercising lately, um, but the core is really important. Dr. Darius Daniels talks about how he was going to this doctor because he had extreme back pain, right? And um, he goes there, he sees her, she runs all these tests, and when she comes back, she gives him this packet of exercises he needed to do, and they all were revolving around abs and his midsection. And so he looked at her and was like, yo, I think this somebody else is like, you gave me the wrong thing. And so he kept going on and she was like, listen, Darius, your back hurts because your core is weak. And he said, that thing just bored him. He appreciated her straightforwardness, but it floored him. If our core is weak, we can get off balance. Like, so when the shaking's taking place, it strengthens your core. So have you ever been on like trying to balance something in the exercise, right? And you got to stand. So I have this thing. I don't even remember what it's called. It looks like a step, but it's like a, a half of a circle, like a crescent moon. And if I turn it upside down on the round portion of it, and I have to put my feet on either end, I got to balance that thing out on either end, right? So this is me wobbling back and forth until I get it balanced. Well, guess what that does? It strengthens my core. Uh, the shaking, the moving, and, and usually when I get on it, especially if I haven't been on it in a long time, I'm like, uh, I'm wobbly, I'm wobbly. But at some point, I can move back and forth, back and forth, and the moving done bothering me because my core is tight and strong. And so I can just go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and side to side. And I don't have the shaking in it, even at a point that once I've done it enough, I can even have weights that I'm going up and down with or front and back or lifting weights while I'm while I'm steadying and moving my legs back and forth and balancing out this crescent moment, right? So that's what it means by the shaking. Straight the shaking strengthens your core. So through some of the things I've had to walk through is there's been betrayal, there's been pettiness, there has been um, people just lying unnecessarily, exaggerating situations, exaggerating uh, just all kinds of things, right? But in this strengthening my core, um, it has brought me to a place that I just pray for that person even more, that I choose to not be offended, that I choose to forgive, that I choose to be who God has called me to be. Again, notice I said choose. Now, I'm not sitting here saying the choice is always easy because at some point, once you, uh, sometimes for me, I'll give people another chance and another chance and a thousand chances right but at some point you have to just accept that people are who they are 
But you also have to accept that God has given you the strength to love them like Jesus loved Judas. Jesus treated Judas and loved him like he did all the other 11 disciples, right? He let them know that one of y'all are going to betray me. And he let them know, I know it's you. Like he let them know, like I know who you are. However, it doesn't, there's nowhere where it says Jesus mistreated him uh, or any of those things. So those things that seem to be shaking you or attempting to shake you, thank you, God. Um, it's really strengthening your core. It's teaching you um, human resource uh, type things like how to handle stressful situations or how to handle um, being falsely accused. Because those things are going to happen and it'll happen more and more as God moves you into each season of your life. So don't be afraid of the shaking because it's going to um, let things remain that should. And I got a scripture for you. I have, se- I have this in several versions because I love every version of it. And I'm going to read it to you now from, let's see, I've got this in the King James Version, the NIV, the Message Version, um, the English Standard Version, and also in the Amplified Bible. And you might be thinking, why so many versions? Well, I like something that all of them say. So here we are. Um, so the verse is, is actually Hebrew, Hebrews. Hebrews, Hebrews, um, 12 and 27. And so I'm going to read to you in the King James Version first, not because I, that like, I, some people feel like that's the only version you should ever read the Bible from. Now it's just the first one on my list that I pulled up on the screen. So, um, and again, uh, of course you want to always check the versions of Bibles because there are some Bibles out there that twist the word a little bit. Um, but that goes to, to your diligence and of studying the word to show yourself approval. Um, so anyways, here we are. And uh, Hebrews 12 and 27, King James Version reads as follows. And this word yet once more signifies the removing of those things that are shaken as of things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. So those things that cannot be shaken, the unshakable things, which I hope and pray is your faith, which I hope and pray is your mindset, your focus on God and all of those things that they will remain. The next version reads as follows. It's the New International Version. It says the words once more indicate the removing of what can be shaken, that is, created things, so that what cannot be shaken may remain. And so that stuck out to me, um, the created things, because sometimes we create things, right? That shouldn't be created. We create space for people and things and those type of things again like I said earlier I want to be able to say no to the things I need to say no to and sometimes we create space for things that we and people that we should not create space for now in the message bible it reads as follows the message always pulls up extra um verses um but it says one last shaking from top to bottom stem to stern the phrase one last shaking means a thorough house cleaning getting rid of all the historical and religious junk so that the unshakable essentials stand clear and uncluttered. I really like that house cleaning. Let's clean some things up. Let's clean up our mindsets. Let's clean up relationships. Let's clean up. And sometimes that means we got to check ourselves and we got to let God clean us up. So don't think that this is just about the things outside of you. When you're going through a shaking, then that, that, the things that's inside of you that shouldn't remain, those things going to fall off too if you allow God to, to, to do that for you. And so the house cleaning part, to me, that's internal. That's my work. That's what I got to do with God or allow God to do within me, right? And then, but I also love where it says the historical and religious junk. Sometimes we have bad theology. We have poor theology. We have false theology um, because we were taught wrong by innocent people who thought they understood the word or that we just misinterpreted the word of God incorrectly. 
but he'll remove all of that and help you really see him as a loving father that he is and, and that you'll be able to receive his grace that is more than sufficient. Now we got two last versions and that's the English Standard Version and the Amplified Bible. So the English Standard Version reads as follows. This phrase yet once more indicates the removal of things that are shaken. That is things that have been made in order that the things that cannot be shaken may remain made, created. It's all kind of in that same place, um, but yet once more. Now, and then the Amplified Bible reads as follows. Now this expression, yet once more, indicates the removal and final transformation of all those things which can be shaken. That is, of that which has been created, so that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. And so we say that indicates the removal and final transformation. Something's gonna be final in this season, like some friendships gonna drop off and they're gonna be final. Some relationships gonna drop off and be final. And I am in no way telling someone to leave their spouse. Now, if you are in an abusive relationship, there are things that are going on that God knows that you should not be in, um, and that you have doctrinal reasons to be out of your marriage, then then that it can't count for that. But I'm not saying I'm I'm not uh, counseling someone through this podcast to just go leave your spouse because they tripping a little bit. Um, but um, there will be things that will there'll be final transformation in relationships and um, business deals and and businesses. Sometimes God's gonna close off certain things that you thought would last forever in your business, and He gonna tr- uh, shift the entire trajectory of what He's calling you to do. Doesn't mean the other things before that was lost. That meant that He was building you as you were obedient to Him, and those things will serve a purpose. You just have to trust them that they will. Well. This has been the verse for today. I have shared with you everything that God has given to me. I want you to trust God in transition. I want you to trust him as he's making you aware of things, whether those things are yourself, within yourself or others, that you will receive the revelation that God has given to you as truth and that you will ask him what to do with the things he has revealed to you and that you will allow these things to strengthen your your course, that you will stand steadfast, ready, unmovable, unshakable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Well, until next time, you have listened to or watched, if you're looking at this on YouTube or Spotify, the podcast, She Who Believes, and I am your host, Vivian Bell, and I am indeed She Who Believes. God bless you.